0: Hello again everybody, it's uh, Jason Powers. I'm enjoying an afternoon out and about. Uh, Unfortunately I'm probably coming up on quitting time uh, near campus here, and uh, so you'll hear a lot of cars rolling by. Hopefully I can uh, keep the noise down to a minimum. It's kind of a nice day out today. Trying to enjoy the the days when it's really nice it's clear and it's about probably right at about 50 degrees and so that makes it you know for late february you can't beat it so uh another another crazy day of news, of course all all always as always we got our uh the russians and ukrainians are both between uh War propaganda and drones and incursions into Russian airspace. Oh, that's always gonna that's gonna end well. Of course, there'll be an argument about that, but uh, do you really want to antagonize somebody with 8,000 nuclear weapons? I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, that really doesn't bode well because it's not even about uh, you know. Putin or Zelensky Zelensky the amoral thug who hasn't met a grift that he can't uh, pull at least a billion large out of or 10 billion or 100 billion for Christ's sakes Uh, you know (laughs) Putin (laughs) he's actually the moderate there (laughs) you think uh, if uh, if the people in Ukraine think that he's the bad guy, they should uh, uh, wait for the people behind them that are even more hardline uh, in regards to what they would like to do to Ukraine. And I'm not suggesting if you're a Ukrainian you should uh, just roll over and lay down, but at this point you probably should. Just saying, I mean, if you haven't already escaped the hellhole, uh, this is just a... You know, this there's no, no, there's nothing but bad outcomes, and there's one catastrophic outcome that, well, we'll just do just like every other situation that we were trying to avoid. But of course, when you have people who, uh, (laughs) I don't know, you could just call them all psychopaths because at this point, you can't tell me anybody in Europe or NATO or you know, any side of this coin are particularly rational actors i mean you talk about a bumper crop of bullshit these people are these people are spitting images of people we, who we would never hire to run a dairy queen uh but yet here they are running countries yeah and the sad thing is is there are people that manage dairy queens right now that would probably be better leaders uh <laughs> I'm not saying, any, and that's, that's saying that knowing uh, Mr. Warren Buffett owns quite a few Dairy Queens, or all of them, and we know what kind of a asshole he is, really, if you get behind the, the facade and the investment advice and realize he, he's thrown at least $30 billion to Bill Gates, so, you know, <laughs> you are the company you keep, $30 billion is a lot of company to buy, so anyways uh yeah just trying to enjoy the outdoors for a day uh it's always amazing like i say you look up at the sky there's some some growth on the tree little knobs of uh, early spring maybe there's a hope that this year we'll uh at least in indiana here we'll uh, uh get some early hopes of that um um while I'm thinking about I guess uh the people in East Palestine um uh, I my prayers with them um uh, I know it's not going to be easy I'm sure there's many that are already uh thinking they should they haven't uh, abandoned their their lives there it's just not going to be worth it uh, an ungod I mean this just, just a whole host of bad bad decision making, malevolent decision making. Who the hell knows at this point? It's not like you can really it's hard to decouple the two. Are they are they just that stupid or are they are they this evil? We don't, you know and we certainly know the response has been I would say predicated on the malevolence, malevolence level. And I haven't really, um, uh, delved into that or, uh, tried to, uh, you know, consolidate that down to some kind of, uh, posting of whatnot because I, you know, I don't really, I try to move, uh, towards, uh, I guess you could say more, um, more, I guess possible analysis or an uncovering of crimes which is why I focused so hard on this uh, active hunter Biden uh, LNG deal because it's still active and we're just still trying to determine whether or not he actually does own an LNG a percentage or is he holding it for uh, the CCP um, is there a uh, we won't know here until until pretty re- uh, this month actually this month month upcoming uh, whether that's actually the case uh, at least uh, they're supposed to, the The way the SEC filings uh, stated that they had two two months from their initiation of this deal to uh, formulate a business which that being said so there's about 260 million dollars give or take depending upon how much the lawyers have gotten and the uh, the documentation and uh, initial offerings and stuff like that because they did an ipo in 2022 i think i think it was either that or late 2021 they had it on the nasdaq for a period of i think i don't know about 10 months or so give or take and um so based upon that and when i say it was on the nasdaq i mean the stock didn't move it, it stayed right around ten dollars a share there's like 25 million shares outstanding, or something along that lines, and uh, yeah, there's just a there's a there's a significant portion that's owned by a uh, a sponsor, and that sponsor actually kicked off that deal in uh, 2020. It was in June of 2020, and they did some minor. I don't, it wasn't even a uh, million dollars. It was substantially less than that. So they got the uh, Class A ownership and then they got some Class B stock. and I haven't, I haven't done all the mathematics of it all because really when it comes down to it, I'm just curious about who owns the 22.5% and who, who is actually the owner of that? And why were they and why is Glen Farm being supported by the people that the Chinese Communist Party, uh, Jaiki Bao, told, told them to uh, get involved with uh, specifically. They did it through a subsidiary, nonetheless. It was Infragen. And then the Infragen uh, did a partnership with the partner group. These names are really, let's just say, uh, generic. And they do that for a reason, I think, just to hide, the, hide what's going on because, you know, calling it a group or just it makes it so people, their eyes glass over and they don't really pay attention to who, you know, those names are just very gen- vanilla, generic. Uh, they don't really you know stick out now, of course they're new but uh they're not something that you would uh go looking for right away and they're located usually uh like uh so Glen farm uh they have like 10 locations so panama city uh i think it's uh columbia let's see who else well two two locations in uh, texas dallas and houston Houston being where the uh, Magnolia LNG is at, uh, even though Magnolia LNG technically operates out of Louisiana. And the Texas LNG that they also are involved with is down in Brownsville. Uh, That's been a, uh, that's a mature project. Uh, They're actually, uh, you know, as far as there's, there's a flow there as far as LNG. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about LNG because I don't. Uh, very uh, cursory I, I'm more uh, I'm interested in the financial transactions and the people that are associated with them uh, because obviously I don't want <laughs> I don't want to crack onto my LNG if I you know if I had the druthers of it I think we should be energy independent we need to have people who know what the hell they're doing and that guy does not know what he's doing and he should be in jail but uh, you know I am but one person. I do find it interesting that attorney generals around the country, including Texas and and Louisiana, uh, can't do what I've just done and connect the dots and and actually get some uh, legal paperwork going to find out exactly what Glenn Farner is doing in their jurisdiction and what, pray tell, is the ownership uh, explanation why is there a masked owner of this, cor- uh, of this group that they put together? Cause I, you know, because not only that, they not only control it, but they could, I mean, ostensibly they do. They have some uh, uh, control over these projects, which means that they can do things to uh, undermine our energy policy, which is already being done, but they can further undermine it. Uh, kind of like, it's almost like taking hostage, you know. Uh, they do that and they may do it for a for their malevolent intent and knowing that the guy that's attached to this is not an American he's an Australian uh, he works with the Macquarie group and the Macquarie group is very heavily 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 involved with Hong Kong and we know Hong Kong I mean as a matter of fact they just took out their mass mandates and Hong Kong is heavily uh, well they're overseen by the CCP so you know it is the CCP uh, if you're if you're basically in bed with these guys you are <laughs> you are uh, bought and controlled and threatened by the sa- these groups you've seen what I mean we don't need many there's many instances where particular people who have been uh, in bed with these uh, these uh, gangsters it disappeared. Uh, a fosen exec- executive got it disappeared in 2015. The CEFC executive that was uh, called the chairman, uh, Yi, uh, disappeared. And we haven't heard from him since. And, you know, Biden was involved with them, so, you know. <laughs> it goes without saying that if uh, you cross the wrong people there, that uh, they, the outcomes are not good for you. So why would you want any of these people anywhere near or close to any of our energy resources, food resources, water, anything? I don't, I don't want these people to own one bit of this, this country. Not one iota. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, <laughs> let's put it this way, the Japanese aren't very, uh, they're, they are not uh, dumb when they are very astute and they don't allow foreign ownership of their uh, country. Like, you can't go there and live in Japan and, and actually own property there as a, a Westerner, uh, from what I know or from what I remember. Uh, matter of fact, I, I took an Asian course back in, Asian politics course back in 2011, 2012, and uh, that was one of the bigger things that came out of that was that, uh, that they are very. Uh, They'll let you stay there for as long as you want, but as far as ownership of property, they're pretty much uh, uh, not going to allow that to happen, which is, you know, I guess you could say, uh, considering how Je- you know Japan is ostensibly about the size of California, give or take a little bit, uh, that uh, <laughs> they know land is precious. And it's not like they have a lot of arable land. It's not like their resources are particularly coming... Uh, come directly from their own country. So they know having anyone... Owning anything underneath them is not a good idea. You know, people will say, well, you're just being selfish. I mean, there are certain people will say that with our country. It's like, nah. The problem is, is every time that happens, you it's an entryism. You allow that stuff to happen, and then eventually they're bossing you around and telling you what you can and can't do and you have people that are craving enough and they're they' <laughs> let's just say the, for example their first ownership or say say you allow uh, a, a person who is reasonable once to have a good working relationship that goes on for 10 15 years or whatever let's say that actually occurs what if uh, you know the owner dies that that particular clown dies, and their son or whoever inheritance, inherits the, the, the property, uh, suddenly changes the rules of the game and you know, doesn't is not cooperative anymore or has a different philosophy or sees you as an oppressor or whatever uh, cockamamie bullshit argument they want to put together. It happens. It happens all the time. So you have to be worried about that stuff. And, you know, I would expect that they do the same thing. And this has been going on. This goes on throughout human history. It's not, a, it's not particularly new, new concepts, especially considering I know that we're in a fifth generation war and any and all things, all bets are off and anything goes. Uh, the informational warfare has been going on for quite a long time against uh, all of our population in the United States. Not only domestically but internationally against us, but uh, and it has been going on, and the Chinese are behind a lot of that. I hate to be in Britain, but sure, uh, you know, they bought and sold uh, the BBC multiple times. Not that the BBC was a, a truth, of uh, you know, they're run by Intel themselves, and our standard media out of uh, the particular places in D.C. and North, uh, New York are definitely run by our intel agencies, uh, the State Department. They feed a, feed a lot of people the same line of bullshit. And then for example, like the Wuhan lab. So uh, you notice how they use the Department of Energy to say, oh, we, we think it came out of uh, the Wuhan lab. See, that way they gave the uh, the NIH distance and the Department of Energy obviously isn't the, the, would, <laughs> would not provide the, the level of, uh, of confirmation that certain people who are still probably stuck in the oh it, it came from a bat this is an engineered virus um, in any way shape or form even though we know it is and it's actually engineered more on the vaccine side than it is on the virus side and I'm not a virologist and I'm not going to play one on TV but uh, yeah what I've read and what I've accessed uh, the num- numerous people who have uh, have a far greater uh, capabilities to look at that stuff i certainly come to that conclusion and look at the genetics of it and I when you hear enough voices and they intersect well and they have the bona fides and the publications behind them and even non-famous names and people with a uh, substantial resumes and they come up with the same conclusion. Yeah, I'm, uh, and, and, and knowing the way our government runs and also seeing all the funding and the numbers, uh, I did a article and I'll maybe even attach it to this, uh, podcast and this is tied actually back to once again to Biden's uh ARPA H uh, director Renee uh Wegerson so she's got a re- really weird name so anyway uh yeah she uh was uh appointed the ARPA director uh, and she's tied to DARPA and DARPA's tied to this whole project too and that was her little I think that was her little payoff to be promoted into that directorship by the NIH and she was uh did a uh did like an opening presentation with uh, the typical minions from the NIH including uh some names that I uh know from my research uh that that don't uh, get a lot of uh, attention Mark Lipich uh from uh, Harvard University so he was attached to this kind of situation in many cases he was actually one of the people in 2014 who was Talking about the gain of function leak and how irresponsible that was. So, uh, from that standpoint, you know it's kind of interesting that he was that. You know, that was one thing too, though. That was under the Obama administration, and and of course a different time frame. And so, uh, he, he's rather quiet now. I don't think is a matter of fact. He was one of the one of the group along with. Uh, What's her face? Uh, Rochelle Walensky that published in the Washington Post to uh, do the takedown of uh, of the Great Barrington Declaration. So he's not on the he's not on the side of good. He's just on the side of whoever pays his paycheck and whoever politically aligns to him. And of course, being attached to Harvard, he might as well just, you know, <laughs> he works for the he works for the, the powers that be he doesn't work for any of us. And I don't want to make it about him, but uh, anyway, I, I did this long article. There's a lot of information regarding not only that her position, but the fact that Metabiota came back up again, and they said cell a sold an epidemiological databases. This uh, company called Bacus Inc., which was formed in 2021, and lo and behold, it was just a, a shell uh, a shell company uh, for the storage of Metabiota and then they sold their this unit their subunit Metabiota in a deal and it was in SEC filings and you can see all the information and uh, I guess initially the, uh, their initial public offering was something around seven and a half million dollars they had this attached to this company and uh, they generated a 12 million dollar sale to Ginkgo Bioworks and they did that in August of uh, 2022 and right at the same time the cdc offered ginkgo uh, ginkgo bioworks a 16 million to 61 million dollar contract that was tied to uh uh, some kind of management of uh, children vaccines and preparation you know database data collection it's always tied to something they're making it they, they never get into specificity, so you don't really know exactly what's going on there, which is, of course, exactly the way they want it. So they still, they got that contract in place. They traded her to the NIH, and along the same lines, the, the CEO of uh, Metabiota came over to Ginkgo. So it was like, I mean, literally, it was like a baseball deal. There's money involved. There's a trading of players there's like a, you know, technically you could call it a three-way trade, you know, each uh, the company, um, Badke's, and uh, Ginkgo Bioworks, and then the NIH, or, or I guess you could say just the federal government, because I don't know if RPH is technically under uh, the NIH or NIAID, but they're in the 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 conglomeration of of uh, medical institutions that are. Located in Washington, D.C. So I'm going to leave it there for now. And I'll attach that article. And those who have recently joined can read that. And give me your thoughts.